Bernie, man, that, I was just thinking that week that week went by super fast. It really did, actually. It, that, that, <laughs> doesn't it seem like we just did that show with Cheyenne? Uh, yeah, like, yeah, like we, we so much so did. that, yeah, yeah, so much so that yesterday I called you. I'm like, holy crap! I'm like, yeah. what are what we, we going to do this week? <laughs> yeah, but we figured we got a great guest this week. We we've been wanting to do this for a while. We've been thinking yeah. about it. So here in about ten minutes, David Harris is going to join us. David is uh, the director slash producer of all of our ACL broadcasts on ESPN and CBS, also involved with the NBC broadcast. And uh, he's been with you guys for a while now. And yeah. uh, he's got some great stories about about behind the scenes, in the truck. Yeah. Uh, and they do everything. I mean, they, I, I, I think their company does. I was looking at it. I think they do bull riding. I think base tag, which is one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. Axe throwing, rugby. They- I mean, they do and, all kinds of stuff. And the normal sports. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, football and basketball. and Yeah, they do. Uh, they literally do it all. So it's yeah. kind of crazy. And just to hear, I really wish, and we'll talk about it here in a minute when David gets on, but I really, I'm, I'm glad that you and Trey can't hear him because it's when things kind of get a little awry. <laughs> I know. But there is something I want to talk about that I be, that I wish I could have heard the truck last night. I was watching the playoff game with the Cardinals and the Rams. And there was a big play, and I can't remember exactly what happened, but it was a fairly large play. Touchdown, interception, something. I can't remember. And they were going to the replay, and they showed the replay of the previous play. So it wasn't the play that they were wanting, that they were going to. So somebody, you know, racked something wrong. And I, oh, man, all I could think of, it's so funny listening to David on the headset, all I could think of was how bad David would freak out in a moment like that. That would have been awesome. You know, there's actually a part of me that doesn't want to hear this, that doesn't want to do this podcast. I mean, no, literally, because because he does such a good job. I mean, we have, I know, hashtag first world problems. I get it. But we have so (laughs) much, we have so much going on before any contest. Um, David does such a good job of basically just telling Trey and I what we need to know. I mean, he, he does not, you know, let us be privy to any of the issues and the chaos going on behind the scenes. And I yeah. love that. I mean, he just lets Trey and I just do our thing. He lets me run around trying to interview people, trying to figure out what I'm going to say, who we're going to talk about, who we're going to feature, who we're going to highlight. And he's doing all that other stuff. So yeah, it makes his, me a little bit nervous how much his, stuff is actually going on. Yeah, his job <laughs> is to make you guys look good, right? I mean, that's his job. Yeah, and, 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 more importantly, and, and more importantly, just to feel comfortable. I mean, that that's yeah. his job as the director is, is, is not just Trey and I. I mean, he's supposed to make the camera operator operators feel better. The replay person, he's, he's supposed to, I mean, he literally. <laughs> I don't know if he's making anybody feel better in that truck. I mean, he's got them working. <laughs> I will say that. I don't know. I don't know how much better they feel, but he's so got he's them really, He toes. really gets on him, huh? Oh, man, it is. I mean, there's certain things that he says that I, I, I guess we can cuss on here. I just, you, you would not believe what's going on. Because he's such a nice guy. He's, yeah. He's true. Mild he's mannered, such a quiet. great guy. Yes. But he's dropping f bombs on people. I mean, screaming, and it's all. And oh I, there's gosh. been times. There's been times. I don't know. You can't hear me because you've got the headsets on. But I bet folks at home that have been to the nationals or maybe sometimes kind of watched from the sides will hear me kind of all of a sudden just laugh out loud. Yeah. Just like out loud, and for for no reason, right? All of a sudden, but he's with the stuff that he's saying, the stuff that's going on. I'm just start dying laughing. It's and it's awesome. See, on the flip side, I feel like I've also looked back a couple of times. When, because even, even though David does not bring us in on that stuff, um, I can tell, I can feel it 
or I can hear it maybe in his voice when things aren't exactly going well back there because the tone of his voice changes. And there's yeah. been times I've also looked back at you. Yes, you may be laughing, but there's been times I've looked back at you and you've got the fear of God <laughs> across it, your eyes also. It, it's I get really intense sometimes. And it's like, wait, yeah, we're supposed to be must. doing this. Where's everybody going? You know, and so I can't, I guess I could with a microphone say more, but you don't want yeah. the entire crowd and everybody know, knowing what's happening, right? Right. So you're trying to find people to do things and everyone's just kind of walking around, right? No one's really there. Like you've got Josh or, you know, if Sean's at a big event right next to us doing the score, right? Making sure that's yeah. right to go on TV. You've got me on the other headset and that's it. So no one else wow. has a headset, right? And so if, if we need something, if David's like, hey, we got to get that, whatever it is off the court or, you know, they're, they keep blocking the camera. Someone has to go tell them I can't do that and I'm not going to do it on the microphone. So I've got to find somebody somewhere to go. Yeah. Somebody go do one of something, you know, it's just, yeah. yeah. So it gets, it's fun though. It's actually a lot of fun. I love it. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. We, again, we've been wanting to have him on for a while and uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure a lot of people uh, and players know David. I mean, even though he's traveled around with us, uh, yeah. well, obviously for the last two years that I've been involved and, and even before that, but so it'd be good to get a chance to kind of know him and, and learn about yeah his, if they haven't if they haven't played the yeah if they haven't played on screen on camera then they would never have met david yeah so david, david will go around and get basic information from folks that are going to be right. on on the broadcast court but if they've never made a broadcast i doubt they will have ever met david so this will be right. a good, good opportunity yeah it'll be fun i think yeah i don't know we'll, we'll see, see. <laughs> we'll see hopefully hopefully he'll <laughs> yell at us it'll be awesome yeah uh, a little bit of cornhole again. So David will join us here about five minutes. Oh, by the way, uh, shout out to Jason McCannon. I see that. Yeah. By the way, yeah. where's my and, and Rachel? You know what? Honestly, it was probably Rachel. I'm not sure Jason was involved with this too much. Dude, but, you're uh, such a but yeah, sweet, I, sweet. I'm, I, yeah, uh, I'm in what I pay for. Swag. Yeah, I'm, I'm in what I have to pay for. I, I don't have it quite like. Well, me. now I did, I did, I did, I did buy some bags because I really wanted to try. Uh, I mean, they they sent me the sweatshirt and. Um, it, it, this is that logo I was talking about. I love this logo. I mean, yeah. really, really, I, you know, I mean, I say this about, about them because they sent this to me, obviously, and some t-shirts and they sent my daughter some leggings, that kind of stuff. Um, but man, the merch with all the, with all the, the manufacturers mm -hmm. is really like awesome stuff. And I love the hoodies came back. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta get better with the bags. I was doing just to let you guys know, if you didn't see it last night, on around the ACL, Trey and I kind of broke down the first kind of four matchups for yeah. four. It's not four weeks because it's all at the first national, but the first four rounds of the team competition. And we kind of broke down a few of those matchups. It's amazing to me how many bags that he knows without seeing oh, them no. that players throw. Yeah. And I'm trying to find that. We don't have that. So he just knows that. That's not written down somewhere. Trust me, I'm trying to find it. And I, I know I'm looking all over. I'm trying to find if it's written down somewhere. He just happens to know it. Like that yeah. to me is insane. Because he yeah, starts talking I, about certain players having bad chemistry yeah. and this, which is awesome and means a lot when going for these teams. But like, even if you know kind of what bags they're throwing, do you know exactly, you know, if they're the fast version of say fire or the more carpet version of fire? You know what I mean? And he knows all right. of those things. And it's, it's, uh, it's humbling, especially from someone who's trying to get better. I'm actually trying to find out more of this information and it's not written down somewhere. So right, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's not as easy 
to uh, find out. I need, I think, going to have to contact all the bag manufacturers, I think, and just say, hey, send me a list of what your, throw, your, your pros are throwing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Blah, so, hey, if you're watching, email it. Bernie, iplaycornhole.com. Just send it in. I got to find out. You know what's really helped me is actually getting some bags. Like uh, Frank, a long time ago, sent me some Game Changer bags just because yeah. I wanted to feel what it was like to play with them. Mm-hmm. And then, and like I said, I just got some assault bags. Totally different feel. I mean, the bags, you know, I've got some Reynolds bags. Um, Trey Birchfield actually is going to send me some Surefire so I can try mm-hmm. some Surefire. I think I think the more bags that we can actually play with. Um, actually, I was messing around with some contrabands when we were Isn't in it? Myrtle Beach. It's, Isn't it's it amazing. fascinating? Yeah, how different they are how, when they're the yes. same thing. Yes, when they when they when they weigh the same and they're the same size, but yet they feel so drastically different. Yeah, That's it crazy. really is. That's crazy to me. Like Way I was throwing science. game changers. I was, yeah, I was throwing game changers for a while, and then all of a sudden I get some assault bags, and the assaults definitely have more of a form feel to it, right? I mm-hmm. mean, when it's in your hand, and now I go back to the I go back to the game changers, and the game changers now feel super floppy, but that's how how they're designed, right? So right. that they can be whole friendly. I mean, but it's great to play with all these different ones and and kind of learn about all the different ones. Like, like I've heard really good things about the Surefires too. So I'm yeah. kind of looking forward to hearing well, those. And I've made comments when we watch and talk about professionals. You know, should the bags be that you know make that much of a difference? And it's obvious that they do. I think yeah, they're absolutely. good enough. They're good enough players that they should be able to adjust after a few rounds, right? Yeah. You know, they could figure it out. But there's obviously certain certain things that they love. Right. There's certain oh, bags yeah. that they absolutely adore. So it, it makes sense after after, like you said, kind of getting through some of them, playing with some yada, yada, yada. I mean, you really do see the difference. Yeah. Yeah, it really. Yeah, it does. It totally makes a difference. Uh, speaking of fire. Mm-hmm. All right. So here here's my burning question for you. Fire burning mm-hmm. question. Get it. Um, nice. Well, played. Matt guy, Matt guy finishes second place again. Again. Uh, you know my thoughts on this. Are you worried or not worried if you're Matt Guy? Right I'm not worried if I'm Matt Guy. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll answer this in two different ways. Am I worried? No. I think Matt Guy will be on every broadcast this year. Agreed. Is Matt Guy worried? Probably. You think so? He, he knows he's getting there, but Matt Guy's about winning, right? Matt Guy. Yeah. I promise you, he's not happy with finishing second. I, I think you know you catch him a couple of days after a tournament. You know, he feels a little better about it because he got all the way there, blah, 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 all that stuff. But he's not happy losing. And I don't think he's happy losing to some of the people that he's losing to. And that might cause some controversy. I He's going to he's not going to be happy about losing, period. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be is he going to be happier losing to Jamie Graham or Jordan Power or Jimmy Humans right now, some players that are kind of at the yeah. top level, a Jay Rubin, you know, Eric, just some yeah. of the top players in the sport. Is he, his, his son, Brett, Eric, any of those players, is he going to be happier losing to them or who he's been losing to? Yeah. Because yeah, he for those again, yeah, for, yeah. For Alan Rawls, yeah. I mean, that's a huge, huge win. Now, look, he obviously, you know, hey, another fire thing, caught fire at the right time and was able to play his way through it. Awesome way to go. But Matt can't be happy. And then the way that he kind of let Cheyenne, Cheyenne Renner back the previous mm-hmm. week, he was up 14 to four, had complete control, and just kind of let her back in. And then before you knew it, it was over. It was kind of crazy to watch. I don't think he'll be happy with the way and who he's losing to 
but I'm not worried about him going in the future as far as making broadcast. Now, when he makes a broadcast, is he, is he going to start to second guess himself? You know, do I have the goods to finally win again? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's tough, right? Because you know, I I think he's still playing really good. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, I mean, I, I I mean, like really good, like elite level, and his PPRs seem like they are still really high. And I had a chance again to watch him this weekend, and I mean, same old Matt guy. I mean, every once in a while, though, and here's the problem: is that we've talked about this with him when he was on the show a few weeks ago. But I mean, he is he is Duke basketball, right? I mean, he's Kansas basketball. He's sure. Alabama football. He's the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, every time he plays somebody, he's going to get their best game. And I think we're seeing that because you're right. It was Alex Hicks, the 12-year-old, who who was incredible. Could Alex do that again? I don't know. I bet you, I bet Matt Guy, you're probably taking Matt Guy a majority of the times, right? <laughs> Cheyenne Renner. Cheyenne's playing really well. And, and she just so happened to take advantage of a couple of misses. Yep. And then this weekend with Alan Rawls, same thing. Matt Guy misses a couple of airmails, and all of a sudden, Alan, Alan just played really well. And I think that's the problem with Matt, is that you're getting everybody's best game. And uh, But I don't know. I'm really not worried about him, though, because I, I mean, I, and, he, and I think, he seems to have a great ability just to, just to, I don't know, really kind of put that aside and just focus yeah. on his game, which is what he told us. And I think that's true. So I'm not worried. I, I, I'm not I'm with worried. You. I, I think he's going to be out there every every time. I'm not worried, but it points to something that you and I have discussed ad nauseum on this show and away and off the air, talking about, you know, how certain shots and, and styles of game look on television. Yeah. And as good of an airman as Matt Guy has, top two or three ever, maybe best, right? Mm-hmm. It's still at the top end a 60 to 70% shot. Yeah. So if you can get Matt in a game to where people say, don't block Matt guys, he's going to air. He's not going to hit an airmail to the same percentage. He hits a straight slide. He's just not. Yep, you may think that because you've played against him and you've seen him air, hit a lot of airmails. The percentages are different. So you have to do something. How you beat him is what the last few people that you talked about have done is when he's made that mistake, you have to capitalize. You yeah. can't let him off the hook. And, I and think that's what people are doing. Yeah, and I think sometimes in the past when he's made a mistake, other players have made a mistake right there with him, and they haven't been able to capitalize, yeah. and then he kind of gets on another roll and just puts him away. Right. But, yeah, I mean, it's – I mean, right. if you can get him into that game and survive, he's going to make a couple of misses, right? You just have to be able to capitalize yeah. and score. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not, worried. Three weeks I'm not worried. I'm not worried about Matt Guy. <laughs> we're we're going to see plenty of Matt Guy this year on television, put it that way. All right. Well, another guy that we are not worried about at all working with this guy. We were talking about David Harris. Oh, by the way, you were begging me to learn how to TikTok, by the way, or joking with me. Yeah. So good to have teenagers around the house. I learned how to TikTok. Look at you, man. Teach yeah, me. We'll talk about that. We'll I've got TikTok. I don't put anything up because I know how stupid it'll look if I do it. <laughs> So uh yeah i actually took tock my feet the other day so um <laughs> nice yeah so no, no i'm just yeah, I'm sure how to delete. So I'm we, sure you're getting some really interesting responses today. so we learned how to delete <laughs> on tiktok right away so, all right all right enough there he is all right we are pleased to be joined by david harris again david is the director slash producer at uh tupelo honey productions uh big time production uh, company with espn cbs sports and for those of you who uh, have met David, you'll recognize him, obviously, because he's been traveling around with us uh, over this last two-year run and before, actually. 
But uh, David, hey, thanks so much for coming on. It, it's great to have you on here finally. Yeah, it's great to see you guys. Hope everybody's well. Yeah. What's it feel like to actually right, get how's on your, this uh, side of a microphone? By the way, uh, it's, it's it's very unnerving. <laughs> I, I just want I just want to be talking to Jeff while he's on front of the microphone. <laughs> that's a that's a great point. I mean, do you do much on camera stuff at all? No, not at all. Um, I coming up, I I started to a little bit, and then I started producing, and I realized I liked uh, telling people what to do rather than uh, being in front of the camera being told what to do. Well, apparently you are quite colorful at doing that, and that's gonna that's gonna be something that we get to uh, later on. Today. All, right, all right, but before we before we get into too much of that, again, so David is the director, he's the producer, he's the mastermind behind all the broadcasts. So he's back in the truck. So many of you don't see him. Unless he's out setting up or tearing the stuff down or, or yelling at Trey and I. But uh, uh, David, if, if you can just kind of uh, just give us a little bit of your background and how you got into this whole thing. you hooked up with Tupelo and what you went to school for me. How did you get into all this? Um, so I went to I went to Butler University in Indianapolis, um, and I went and I was uh, in the uh, television program there, the media program, and um, yeah, I, I kind of got lucky in some regards. Um, one of my professors, uh, his name is John Cervizi. Some of you guys may have met him. He's he's the one that started what is now Tublo Honey. Um, he was my professor at the time, and um, when he start, I got uh, the year I got out of school, he started doing some um, stuff on his own as well, and needed some help, and asked if I would uh, be interested in helping producing some uh, just some like streams. This is very like 2006, so very beginning of streaming, um, some college football stuff, and so I was like, oh, absolutely, and. Um, we kind of caught on at the right time and got in with NCAA and it kind of took off from there. But it's been really interesting to kind of be along that ride where we, you know, we started off pretty small scale and now we're, you know, uh, you know, college basketball, college football, cornhole, we're on ESPN or CBS or NBC all the time now. So it's, it's, it's interesting to like think back and think how, uh, how, I don't know, just how nervous I used to be with when with all that stuff. And now it's just kind of secondhand where you're just kind of used to, being there and doing it and enjoying it. Well, all right. I have to ask a question, David, because I thought of you specifically last night watching that playoff game. I don't know if you did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you, you'll, you'll probably remember exactly this play because of my, my question is when you watch other televised sportscasts, are you in your head going through what just happened in the truck and how it's being displayed? Because there was a play in the game and I can't remember if it was an interception or a touchdown and they were going to the replay and they canned the wrong replay. Mm -hmm. And so the oh. announcers were sitting there, and I was like, oh, man, David would be <laughs> losing his mind in the truck right now. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Like, I'll even, like, if if my wife's in the room, I'll be like, oh, somebody's getting somebody's getting an earful on that one. <laughs> like, I'll text my, my dad and be like, hey, did you see that the wrong replay? And he's like, what What are you talking about? But yeah, I, I can't avoid it now. It's It's very much... Uh, just kind of in my DNA now, which, and, but also when you see something really cool, you're like, wow, like yeah. what the, the process they put in to do that must've been really interesting. So it kind of goes both ways, but at hundred percent, I can't, I can't watch a game and not look at it from a, uh, from a broadcast perspective anymore. Absolutely. So, so David, you, you mentioned all the sports that you guys do. And I was looking on the website today. I think you guys even do some more things than I even know, but I mean like rugby, <laughs> soccer, I know bull riding, Pro fighting, axe throwing, chase tag, which is one of my favorites. Uh, but obviously, you guys have been big um, into uh, into the ACL, into cornhole, uh, for several years now. But I, I thought we'd kind of start with um, how this whole venture, and I know you're going to kind of look into it and 
and ask around, but how did this whole thing get put together with Cornhole being on ESPN? Obviously, there was a there was a prior relationship. You know, I, I didn't come along until 2019-20, but this really blew up um, and, and took off in popularity during COVID. So, so I mean, how much do you know? I mean, how privy and Bernie, I mean, you can jump in too because I know you were there, but how did this happen? Like, who called who? I mean, did ESPN did, did, did ESPN call you? Did Stacy call you guys? Did Stacy call ESPN? Like, how did Cornhole all of a sudden just become like a huge thing during COVID? Um, well, I can I know I know at least uh, like at least from the beginning. So we did the first uh, uh, World Championships in 2017 at uh, at Cherokee, yeah. and um, so I I remember from my perspective it was it was interesting because uh, it must have been like mid July or something. So like a month ahead of that, I get my boss calls me and says, Hey, you're going to do a cornhole tournament. Uh, okay, sure, <laughs> sure. Sounds good. I'm like coming off like an NCAA baseball regional at Clemson. So I'm flying pretty high. Like, all right, this yeah. things are rolling. I'm like, all I'm right. big time. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but um, so I talked, uh, I talked to our um, president yesterday, uh, Greg Wiedekamp, a little bit about it. And then just to make sure I had my story straight, but basically, um, Stacy had worked with ESPN to get himself, um, to get the, the world championships, like a two hour window on ESPN. Um, and so he, he went to ESPN and basically from what I'm told, like ESPN, it's like all good. And he asked if they had like a preferred somebody that could help him out basically in the, uh, production wise. Um, and, uh, one of the coordinating producers, ESPN called Greg, um, and said, Hey, I've got something in your area. I think you guys would be great for this. Um, and I think he said, you know, a couple of days later, he's on the phone with Stacy and the kind of the relationship took off from there. So, um, but I, I mean, I remember that was the, uh, the year Jordan Langworthy won the title, um, mm-hmm. which it was, it was crazy. Like even like from the first time we did a tournament, just the excitement level and like ESPN bought into it really quickly, even at that, that tournament, uh, I, I distinctly remember Sports Center did like a uh, minute and a half um, segment on the on the tournament or like on the championship match, and they're like showing highlights in it, and it was wow. it was wild. Like, and that that was you know what uh, four and a half years ago now. Like, but I, I think it just caught on quickly because you know you, people watch this and they say, oh, I can do that, or you know, and it's just it's easy to connect to, and so I, yeah. But yeah. it uh, yeah, I, I I do remember going into it thinking what. How, how do I do this? But it was, it's kind of cool. Now looking back on it, like we've got to like create it and like yeah. work with Bernie, work with Trey and work with Stacy to like make this look really cool and make it something yeah. people really enjoy, you know, watching. I, did, I feel, did, uh, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, just one quick follow up. So, so with COVID though, um, like I'm assuming that behind the scenes and, and maybe, maybe you can't speak to this too much because I know you guys are a production house of ESPN. It's not like you're working in Bristol, but there must've been something about the sport, David, where ESPN worked in conjunction with you and with Stacy and said, listen, we need something on TV. We need something quick. And we think we can put cornhole on and keep the, and keep the players socially distant. There had to be some sort of quality to where they said, we can do this and let, let's, let's get this done. Yeah. I know. Um, you know, I, I think that's, that. I was going to say, I think that's more a testament to Stacy and Bernie and Trey yeah. and how they put that together. That from what, from what I recall, and I, once again, I'm not as high level obviously as everyone else, but basically we were coming from the lowest of lows, having everything canceled in Cleveland. Yeah. And that was last minute, 11th hour, terrible, terrible thing to happen. 
all of a sudden worried, where do we go from here? Are we going to, you know, do we lose all the momentum the sports gained over the last two years? What are we going to do? And then I think the folks at ESPN and Stacey have, were having conversations. I think the people at ESPN realized we don't have anything to put on television. Everything's down. And I think Stacy and a couple other people had a conversation. And I think Stacy was like, look, we'll do it. And basically I got a phone call slash email saying, all right, you and Mike are on the road. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. Have, have fun. And then, and yeah. then, and then, ESP, and then ESPN must have called you guys, David, because then I got a call from Tom Cavanaugh, one of your bosses, saying, hey, can you do cornhole? So I mean, must, the, the trickle down must have happened pretty quick. Yeah, we get, I, I mean, it, it was, it was interesting. Like, you're like, oh, so I'm back out. But also at the same time, you're like, thank God, like, I'm, I've got an event. Like, this is, this is really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, from our perspective, like, we didn't, we had to change somewhat, but it was more like ESPN was very good about like the say the safety procedures they wanted to see and just making sure that, you know, everybody's social distance, everybody's got a mask on and they, they stayed on it pretty tight just to make sure that, that that was their biggest concern, which is great. Um, and they just let the production to us as we normally do. Um, but, uh, but it was, it was interesting. Like Bernie said, like uh, we, we did all those, uh, most of those remotely, but it was, so it was just me and our, um, our engineer on site. And so we're just um, traveling around with Bernie and Mike and we're just, <laughs> the rest of the country's closed down and the four of us are just going city to city. Coming, like, coming on through. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. We're open up yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> But um, so it was, it was good. Like in a, in a way it was like very refreshing. Like I, I got to get out, big out, back out and get, you know, I, I was, I was certainly out in the, uh, back in the real world faster than a lot of people. So I, I certainly yeah. won't it, it was crazy. Wasn't it? It was such a crazy yeah. time in yeah. the airports where there was nobody to be on planes. Uh, what were airplanes like? <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was, I was in a little van <laughs> going across yeah. the country, like driving, you know, 20 <laughs> hours a day trying to get, when we had to get from uh where were so, we we were in phoenix las vegas phoenix to las vegas mm -hmm. then all the way to south bend yeah that's right yeah and it was like <laughs> huh this will be fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was, yeah, it was it just was so actually, crazy it was character and, and, building yeah that's yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know to be at these venues david where i mean literally it's me trey um, you know, a couple of photographers, you know, camera operators, a couple of players and that way and Bernie, you know, I mean, that was about it. The room had yeah. to be totally empty. I mean, empty. we're going to look back on these days. It was, it was, it was freaking wild, man. It was a wild ride. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy to be. Yeah. And like some of those small spaces we were in, um, yeah. just, you couldn't do it now because you, there's just too much interest or too many people, too many yeah. fans and players that want to show up and, and play. So it's probably, hopefully something we don't have to go back to. Yeah, that was I like I remember what Galveston we had that small quarter of oh, yeah. a ballroom that yeah. we were in. Yes. Yeah. And that seemed like you know, what, what did we have? 15 people, 20 well, people there, it seemed like. I mean, yeah, at the most, yeah. It was yeah. Those those days were they really weren't that long ago. Like yeah. even going <laughs> even going back to 2017, that wasn't yeah. that long that ago. It feels mm -hmm. like a lifetime ago, but it really yeah. wasn't. Yeah. So all right, so David, so what are the what what I guess I guess two part question. Why, why, why is there such a need for all these sports to be on TV right now? And, and I mean, is the popularity of live sports maybe just better than ever before now? I mean, literally to be able to have cornhole, axe throwing, bull riding and all these things, like, like what, what are the ratings on this stuff? And, and, uh, I mean, how successful have all these sports been for these production houses and for the networks? 
Uh, I mean, I can't, I can't give you an exact number on the ratings, but I just, I know the, at least in the, in the business of like buying and selling rights, like live television or sports production is, is at the top of the list. And it's just one of those things people see it on TV and they just naturally you're flipping through the channels and that's just something you stop on. Like, and especially, you know, there's different, uh, you know, types of events, but an event like cornholes is something you see as you flip through and you're like, Oh yeah, that's interesting. I'll, I'll take a look at that. And it's just, it can connect with you so quickly and just kind of, and kind of, kind of trap you in. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it, you know, we've talked about this before, Jeff off air and on, I, I think that the generation, the 30 and under generation, I don't think they're as tied to the big three sports and then add hockey. If you're from mm-hmm. the Northeast, I just don't think they're as tied to it emotionally as we were growing up. And I, I think that, you know, they see a niche sport like cornhole or ax throwing or what have you. It actually means something to them. It's not just some silly novelty that they're stopping on for five minutes. They're like, hey, this is kind of cool. I might want to do this mm-hmm. instead of, you know, I remember growing up and Australian rules football would be on ESPN, you know, and just you know, mm-hmm. going through and thinking it was ridiculous. I think that generation below it from 30 below 30, you know, and younger, they just they're more open to something else like this. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think that's yeah. helped a lot. Yeah, and I think that. Go ahead. Sorry. Good. The, the play, it's easy to connect with the players too. I can't tell you like people like my neighbors are like, what's Matt guy really like? Or like, uh, like <laughs> seems like a pretty cool guy. Right. I'm like, yeah, they're awesome. Like, they're just like, if they lived across the street and they're playing with us right now, but it's, yeah. it's very easy to, I think that just kind of connect with the, with the players and like be interested in a, and a guy that you see on TV, like, Oh, that, that could be me. Like I'm just yeah. you know, an average everyday guy. Like, Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, if I watch LeBron James play basketball, I'm astounded, but I also know that's never going to be. <laughs> yeah. e- even in the best day of my life, I would be someone tying his shoe. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can watch Frank Modlin. They can watch Matt Guy. They can watch whomever and feel like there's really no like that could easily be me. And that and yeah, that's I, diff- that. I think it ties people in differently mm-hmm. because of that. But that's just me. I mean, I, I also get paid to say things like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, da- so, David, you are obviously incredibly busy with football and basketball. You mentioned uh, baseball. You and I have done some baseball together before, too. Actually, you and I did a men's soccer tournament together. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the Big South uh, Men's Soccer Championships one time together. But, all right. And, and you're very busy with, with cornhole. Have you done axe throwing? Have you done chase tag? Have you, have you produced or uh-huh. directed any of these yet? I have not done axe throwing or chase tag. I'm very close to the guy Tupelo. We handle all that, so I, I yeah. producers that do that. I um, have I've had very good conversations with them I, um, about those events, but I've I've not been uh, privy to be on one of those uh, one of those events yet. I'm I'm sticking outside, with cornhole. I'm sticking with yeah, cornhole. Man. Outside of cornhole, chase tag chase tag's got to be my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Where where was that when I was a kid? Yeah, seriously, I would have yeah. killed that. <laughs> Yeah, you would have. <laughs> I would have yeah. loved that. All right, all right. So let's let's switch gears because I know we're going to quickly run out of time. And th- this this is what this is where Bernie has just been. Just ever since we first started about talking about having you on the show, this is where Bernie um, was so excited to talk to you. I'm not sure I want to hear too much about this or not, but it's uh, the dynamics in the truck. 
Because David, man, I love you like a brother. I do. And you are one of the nicest people I've ever met. Cool, calm, collected. But as we started going along on this uh, worldwide cornhole uh, COVID tour, I started hearing rumors about uh, someone having a little bit of a potty mouth <laughs> back, in the, back in the truck. So apparently you have like this dual personality. I'm like, that's not my David. He doesn't say stuff like that. But but apparently what it gets the point fuck, animated. Guys, can we figure this out, please? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the nature of live television, I guess. Um, so all right, all right. So all right, so first off, first off, I mean, do, you you must intentionally keep Trey and I out of the loop on this stuff. A thousand percent, yes. Because I I if something's going wrong in the truck, I don't want you to know. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I don't want you to know. I don't want the people at home to know. Bernie can know. That's fine. <laughs> Bernie can know all he wants. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for everybody that does know, Bernie is on headset, so he can hear every word I say. Um, yes, he told I, I would, us before you came on. Yeah, I'd guess 90% of the show, pretty everything's pretty average. Um, and even some shows, maybe the entire time. Um, but, um, yeah, um, sometimes, I guess it's the nature of live television. Sure. Like, you know, you know you don't get a second chance. And so if yeah. something goes wrong, it's very noticeably wrong, I, you know, I, ta- I, ta- I take offense to that. And it's... And, you know, I, it's not trying to, like, bury somebody for, like, doing something wrong. It's more like, uh, you know, I, I want this to look really good for the ACL. I want Stacy to be happy with the product. Um, and so, you know, if something goes wrong and it's something we worked on to make sure it was right, yeah, I can uh, yeah, I, I, get, I get a little upset. Uh, so, um, you know, but it's, it's interesting. Like, um, I don't know. I, I think uh, probably – and Bernie's probably seen me throughout the year. So I think I've gotten better at it, but it, it's still something I work on it. And it's, I, it's one of those things like, I don't, again, like I don't want to bury anybody in the truck. I don't want anybody to feel bad, but you know, it's again, it's a live sports. And I think part of it too, is like, I have uh, more of a connection with Stacy and with Bernie and those guys. Cause I've just been doing this with you guys and I have like a personal relationship. So sometimes that it can mean more to me than like, if we botch a replay on a football game, like, I've got four more hours. This so I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna knock this yeah. out, but it's no big deal. So I think man, that that probably has something to play a little bit in as well. I, I was I was telling I was I was like, man, you know, there's probably been times that people have heard me laugh out loud. <laughs> that, like, I know I know that Jeff and Trey have headsets on and they can't really hear, but I I think I actually watched one of the broadcasts and heard it because I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And actually heard oh, my laugh out because <laughs> something had happened, and you went off in the truck, and I started laughing out loud, and it was like in the menu, in between shots, and it was like for no reason, and I heard myself laugh out loud. I, I just like, man, if people yeah. could hear what's going on, and it, look, it's it's funny, but it's also stressful. You're right; we're trying to get mm-hmm. it right. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it's one of the things too. You, you, it uh-huh. is live. You don't get a you don't get a yeah. second chance. Once that opportunity's over, it's gone. You don't get yeah. it back. So it's. I get it. I just think it's hysterical. Yeah. And it's one of those things, Jeff, I'll probably were like Bernie will hear me be like, what just happened? What is going on? And then I'll be like, all right, Jeff, uh, 10 seconds back. Yeah. Just- <laughs> yeah. So that's probably funnier than, than a lot of it. But yeah. Oh, I, I drive David crazy asking about time for players <laughs> and stuff. Cause I know he's doing all this stuff in the truck and I know he's doing it. And I have to admit now that we got you on the show, I'm telling you this, that there have been times I'm doing it. Just to kind of just to mess with me, <laughs> just to see if I'm actually paying attention. <laughs> Luckily, I've got other people in the truck that'll be like, uh, "Bernie's talking to you." I'm like, oh, 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I, yeah, oh, because but... it's 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 such a crazy dynamic. Because you're right. The all all I hear is all I hear basically is the David saying, "All right, Jeff, everything's good. We're back in yeah. ten, <laughs> nine, five, four. Back to you guys. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's it's that David. But all right. Yeah. So give us an example, Bernie or David. Like, give us an example of what's what's something because you do such a good job, David. I mean, you and your crews. Uh, I'm not just saying that because because. Uh, I love working with you, but you guys really do such a great job with the broadcast. And it seems so just seamless and smooth and engaging during the broadcast. So what is something that goes wrong behind the scenes that would cause you to just, and all of a sudden you're just this, this altered ego of yourself that makes you so angry. Uh, no, typically, please, say, please don't tell me it's something I do. No, no. Typically I'd say probably 90% of the time, it's something to do with a sponsor. Um, because I know a sponsored element, obviously that's, you know, there's money involved there. So if we screw yeah. that up, the ACL is going to take the hit there. Um, graphics. So, it seems like if the, if the wrong graphics might get loaded, it's like yeah. backwards and it, like, yeah, that's. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But to, <laughs> I'd say, I'd say 90% of my frustrations deal with, it's something to do with a sponsored element where if, if we get it wrong, like I know we either have to do it again or we're in big trouble because this, this so, somebody put money down to make sure they got their sponsored logo on the show or segment. And we need, we need to make sure we get this right. So that, and that, those are the things I think, I mean, sometimes it's my fault too, but I think sometimes that, that those are things we rehearse and try to make sure we're right. That's I think might be why it, it upsets me more because we're like, Hey, we, we rehearse this B we have to get it right. Because if not, I, I know I, the ACL is very nice. It's just Stacy. He, he's not going to go jump down my throat or anything, but I, I want to make sure it's right for them and make sure he's happy with what he got. And you know, there's, there's a, there's a lot of money out there these days. There's, so there's a certain type. Right. Yeah, there's a certain type of email you get from Stacy when you know he's mad. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So. <laughs> it's, it's 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 the way it's worded. It's a very cold email, mm -hmm. and, and you know it's upset. <laughs> so keep keep the big man happy. That's that's the that's the plan. So Bernie, has David ever made someone cry in the truck? There's there's some adults back there and some professionals. I don't think he's made anyone cry. <laughs> What, 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 what kills me is like, and it's, it's anytime he does get really mad, the, the one I know when he's really mad and things might be a little wrong is when they go dark, when he goes <laughs> yes. super quiet in the truck Yes, and I'm sitting next to Sean or, or Josh and we're, you know, who's doing the score next to me. And all of a sudden we don't hear them for a few seconds, maybe 10, yeah. 20 seconds. We're like, uh Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things are going that's true. down. That's, yeah. That's, right. that, that's, that's true. true. That that's about that's about with Trey and I being on set, the only inclination that we ever have that there's trouble is when all of a sudden you go incommunicado, which does not happen very often. No. Normally it we're does, in it doesn't happen communication. For that long, but yeah. 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 Yeah, we say, can, yeah, we can we can feel it sometimes when there's something going on. But it's it's amazing. It's amazing all the different elements and that's that's what i love i mean as, as much as radio was my passion as a broadcaster coming up and i love painting the picture man there's something about tv david that i just love because i mean we truly are our team whether it's bernie whether it's you whether it's trey me replay i mean all the all the camera operators it all has to come together as a team and and basically i mean do you do you, i mean would you consider yourself like the head coach then of, of this team? Um, I'd say that's, that's probably a pretty good analogy. Cause I, you know, basically I've got to, if, if I've done my job right, when everybody gets on site, they're ready to do their job. Um, and then the uh, information can flow through me in and out. So 
um, yeah, I'd, I'd say that's, that's, uh, that's accurate. And one of those things where, again, like I, you know, over the years trying to get better at, at like my communicate, even when I get upset, like making sure like I don't bag somebody so much that they're going to make another mistake or something like that. So that's, that's the biggest yeah. thing for me. And, that, and again, that's why I try to not let you know what's going on. Cause I know if, if I make right. you concerned, maybe you're going to, it's more visible if you, if, if you know something's going on and sure. that, that causes a mistake. So. Let me, yeah, that's David, true. quick question. And this is to your head coach statement that I, that I really like, Jeff. But head coaches usually have the same team every day, every game, every week. And when we were on tour, especially, you get different camera people, ca- camera operators from different regions. That's got to be really difficult. Oh, yeah. Be, I, mean, I mean, they're professionals mm-hmm. as well, and they know what they're doing. But you still got to I mean, there's a way things are done at each individual event. And you have to get everyone on the same page and you don't know all these folks. No, that's the, it's, it's, it's a really big learning curve in Cornell um, for the camera guys. And so our, our directors, um, Nick Young is our main director. He does a really good job. Um, he's got to show a lot of examples. Like he'll bring his computer and show video examples like, Hey, this is the move you had to make in this situation. Um, because it's just, you, you've got four cameras. Um, you think about it, it's only four cameras, but they, our directors can make it look like they've got six or seven right? eight yeah. cameras um and so the those guys especially going site to site we've got some pretty good guys that we've used that we that now that we try to bring back when we can but city to city different different crews and that that's it's camera guys specifically it's that is a a huge job for them one more question about the camera guys mm-hmm. what is up with the boom operators they're like drummers in bands they're just like strange hey. dudes they're like all <laughs> they're all like strange I'm right, guys I'm right here <laughs> yeah, <he's- laughs> But you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, jib operators, it's a different breed for sure. <laughs> and even like you saw at the college, at the college one, that dude brought a 30 foot arm. I'm like, I didn't even know you could make something this big. He's like at the back of the arena, like his camera's all the way. Shoot. I mean, it looked really different. cool, but yeah. Every yeah. one of those guys that's come in is like, oh yeah, he's the jib guy. Check him yeah, out. You can and you know who they are as soon as they walk quick, in yeah. the building. <laughs> For those that don't know, by the way, the jib cam, the boom, the boom cam, it's just it, it it really takes the 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 production level to another level. It, it's the camera that really kind of floats and moves around the court and, and can zoom in and zoom out. It really is an amazing shot. And and uh, there's been a couple times where the guys will let me drive it. It's al- it's almost like motorcycle handles, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. With yeah, the throttle oh, yeah. on one side mm-hmm. and the brake on the other. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really difficult to to kind of maneuver that that camera. Yeah, it's got and it's got a ton of weights on it too. Like, oh, it, yeah, if, if you were a bodybuilder like Bernie, it wouldn't be a big deal. But like, I mean, <laughs> Bernie came close to being destroyed by one in South Bend on that COVID tour. You remember when that I guy? I do remember he that. Took the, yeah. he took the weights off wrong and the whole yeah. thing collapsed. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's been a couple times where it will fly right by our heads. Oh, head you know, it's going to come down. I mean, it, it, it's just yeah, it's just missed train night before. So, well, hey, um. So, so David, speak, speaking of again the the camera operator, so in, in the challenge of cornhole, what this is kind of a larger picture, but what are you guys trying to capture when you're when you're shooting cornhole? Like, what are the most important things that you guys are trying to capture? You know, whether it's emotion or obviously the shots, but you know, what what do you guys discuss behind the scenes of you know what what makes a good dynamic broadcast of cornhole? Um, so the biggest thing is, so each camera is going to have a different assignment depending where. Uh, the bags are or where the players are on the court. So, um, you know, on, on TV, you're just seeing it, you know, straight on two shot of the, both the players um, or maybe like a wide shot from behind, but 
each uh, the biggest thing is is making sure that we always have somebody's following the bag because it, it does you get you have to think for replay like what's what's the best angle so somebody's always had to follow the bag out of the hand into the um, in, into the hole um, but that's going to be reversed depending on which side of the court you're on so it's it's a constant and depending on which lane so Nick our director does it and he has two lanes basically the inside lane is lane one outside lane is lane two lane two always follows or, you know, camera two always follows lane two or camera one always follows lane one. But it's it's definitely um, an exercise for those guys to keep track depending on where they're at because I'm, I'm going to call for the replay um, based on, you know, uh, basically I'm going to ask for like two different looks at a replay. I'm just going to assume it's there, but the camera guy has to make sure he has it first and our, our replay operator has to do a good job of keeping track of that. But that that's probably the biggest thing is um, – Following the, bag. following the bag, making sure we have bag follows, making sure we have reactions, especially like these big tournaments. Like I was going through, I was doing some work on, we're refreshing a couple of things for the uh, start of the national season. I was going through some of the footage last night. And if you go back to like the nationals last year uh, or the um, world championships in Rock Hill, like when you have a crowd, like we had oh, and, like, that yeah. just, that just makes it even different. Like you can, you can work the crowd with some of those angles too. And it's, and especially like with what we're getting now, there's so much more interest in it. It's, um, definitely a perspective that we got to keep an eye on as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, I, the other thing, speaking ahead. of players, miking, miking the, <laughs> oh, I was going to say miking the players, um, is something that I think is absolutely gold. I mean, I absolutely love it. And I remember when, when we were in Atlanta last year, one of my favorite moments was Ryan Smith just capturing his self-talk. You know, mm-hmm. when he when he was trying to talk himself and kind of talk, talk himself, calm himself down, talk himself through a shot, trying to talk himself back into the match. I mean, to catch that self-talk um, was incredible. And I absolutely love that. What kind of challenge does that uh, present with you guys? Because I know, obviously, you can't. I mean, sometimes they say things that you can't have on the air. So that you yeah. got to be careful, I guess. Right. Yeah. And Bernie, you may remember this from the early days when we first started doing it. Yeah, Stacy had to put some warnings out for some people. It's like, yeah, look, they, they you know, did not care. You ha-? Like, they did not care, and like, I think now for the most part, whenever we're live, we're on like a delay, so Bristol can and believe it. If you if you go back to like some of the original shows we did, like there were long pause, like where yeah. audio just drops out, and you're like, <laughs> what did that guy just say? Yeah. Like, but yeah, it, it it took a while, like. I'm sure you remember, but uh, Bernie, but yeah. I mean, it, it was probably the first year of it, like borderline, like, you I don't know if we can keep doing this. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's tough because it is awesome if they're going to be like Ryan Smith and give mm-hmm. you that. Mm-hmm. But more often than not with some of the players, you end up with their angry reactions to a shot. So you're not getting mm-hmm. the good stuff. All you're getting is expletive, 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 mm-hmm. adjective of expletive. Right. I mean, like mm-hmm. you're not, you're not really getting, I mean, that Ryan Smith talk was great. It's just, I don't know. I've, I've actually always been against it, oddly enough, even though I think we need more. Oh. <laughs> I, because, because we're not getting, you're not getting that. You got it once. Mm-hmm. Well, right? what, you, yeah. what, what, you, what you're getting is a bunch of, a bunch of profanity-laden tirades, which, you know, is harder for David. We mm-hmm. can't have it on the air. So all you're getting is a little bit of talk, weird silence, and then talk again. Which I don't, which which makes it seem more like a glitch. Mm-hmm. Well, I think um, I'd say. I mean, the players have gotten much better. The pros, the the like the old hats have gotten much much better yeah. at it, to the point where I don't even like it. Doesn't even cross my mind anymore for most ninety percent of the matches we do. 
Um, I, I think it's most effective in doubles matches when you yeah. w- and when it's strategy talk. I mean, that's so huge to yeah. make people at home be able to understand like what these guys are thinking in their head when they're talking back and forth. Uh, you know where to put the bag, and then Trey can jump in off the back of that and then really kind of dive into it. I, I, I think for doubles, it's it's been been awesome. Singles, I could probably take it or leave it because I mean they're on their own, so they're not talk they're not talking a ton. Yeah. Um, um, but it's, it's kind of but you know I, I like the doubles. I think you're exactly right when when they talk to each other, and it's just look. There's certain people because I've we've talked to them off court. And they're like, look, I'm an adult. It's an adult game. It's heavy competition. You can't expect me to become a completely different human being. Mm-hmm. And For it's sure. like, okay, but you're taking, you don't understand what you're doing. So that's mm-hmm. why it's always, I, I don't know how great of an idea it is because look, we've got certain players. And unfortunately, a few of these guys make broadcast a lot. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. And and they're always going to let it go because mm-hmm. they just can't help themselves. Yeah. So, so just do that, you know. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's great. I think you're right, Jeff. I think you're absolutely 100% on. When you get quality like that, it's awesome. It lets you behind the curtain. What's going yeah, on in their head? I love it. The communication between teammates is awesome. But just watching somebody freak <laughs> out like me on a golf course just isn't all that great. Or like me in a production truck, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was going to say, so we know, cannot have David. Cannot uh, have David, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Dave, we only got 30 seconds left here. We got we got to head out. But uh, obviously, we're all going to be headed to Vegas and uh, excited for the start of the season. Um, uh, it, it, this has been such a fun ride. And again, you guys do such an amazing job. And, and uh, it's been so much fun to to w- even watch some of the rebroadcasts, the way you guys capture the shots and the excitement. But uh, great job, brother. And uh, really looking forward to 2022. And we'll see you in a few weeks out in Vegas. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I, I plan my count, my work calendar around it, make sure I'm I'm going to be there. So it's, it's going to be a good season. <laughs> and I appreciate you uh, not letting me hear all the uh, talk in the truck. <laughs> well, I'll open it up one day. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I might be afraid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Awesome. Thank you, guys. And appreciate Bernie, it. I will talk to you all next right. week. All right, Thanks, brother. everybody, for watching. Bye.